Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Tolkien TV Talk, the podcast where three hyped hobbits keep you informed on everything you need to know about the upcoming Lord of the Rings Amazon series. I'm Tim, and with me today is Bo. Say hello, Bo. And Andrew. Hello. Thank you. Wonderful. Bo, are you actually Ron Burgundy? Do you actually just <laughs> read things exactly are, as they are presented to you? I, I saw what was in the show notes. I saw my line uh, that, that, that uh, my line implied, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go with the show notes. This feels right. This script, yeah. I trust this script. This guy right here, I, I trust this guy. Well, you are so, God, you are wrong. You're so wrong. That's okay. <laughs> My friends, how have you been? It's been a dog's age. Oh, man. It really has, hasn't it? It's been way too yeah. long. Mm-hmm. A lot's happened. Halloween came and went, and, and, and another month somewhere in there came and went. And, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been crazy. <laughs> At least it an has. entire season came and went. <laughs> Is I it think, fall now? <laughs> I think two seasons came and went, if I, if I must. But you know what? <laughs> It was a lot of walking. You know, we had a we got to walk really far away to get to one another. So between episodes, there's just going to be a really long break. You know, they always cut that bit out of the storytelling. You know, like oh, they're <laughs> just walking. True. Although I have stated that once the series comes out, I'm I'm willing to not just walk, but perhaps take an eagle and fly over to Utah so that we can be together to watch the inaugural episode and perhaps even record in person. I mean, Bo, I'm I'm never gonna say no to you taking an eagle to, to come see me. So, but I would love it if you came to when when the show premieres. Speaking of the show potentially premiering, I want to get into I want to get into some news. But before that, this is just a fun. This is more a fun fact of the day. So we are recording on November third, twenty eighteen, and on this day in Middle Earth. These events took place pretty cool. Battle of Bywater took Ooh. place. The passing of Saruman. But actually, it is the end of the War of the Ring. The official the, end. The, the official, official end. end of the War of the Ring happened in on November 3rd in the Tolkienverse, which is pretty spriggan spectacular that we decided to begin this podcast anew on the day that the war ended. Pretty cool, yeah? Yeah, begin with the end in mind. It's very significant. And now, just like our Hobbit friends, after a long hiatus, we have to come back and make sure that Lobelia didn't steal our silver. <laughs> she definitely did. Oh, yeah. She it's is all, it's all the gone. worst. <laughs> I hate Lobelia more. I hate the Sackville Bagginses <laughs> wow. more than anybody else in The Lord of the Rings. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It's like that. It's like. Yeah. It's Sauron like wants Harry to cover Potter the thing, world like, in darkness, but, uh, you know, they want to steal your silver. I mean, like, you know, priorities. It's because I can relate to the silver stealing, but I can't relate to, to the world in darkness thing. It's like the difference between, like, you know, you're not supposed to like Voldemort, but you hate Unbridge, right? I, I literally just, like, 15 minutes ago finished rereading um, The Order of the Phoenix, so that was very well spotted. Very good see, timing. Yeah, you're welcome, because she is the worst. Oh, yeah, but anyway. Terrible. But anyway, let's move on to the section I like to call News of the Rittermark. Here we go. We have a lot we have a lot to catch up on because Lord knows we weren't around for it. So 
just so people know, head of Amazon Studios, Jennifer Salk, says that the show is going to be in production within the next two years. And they're hoping for a 2021 release. Some people are hoping for 2020 because, you know, perfect vision and stuff. Sure. But they're really hoping. But I think they're pushing for 2021. So we're still far out from this show. That's two and a half to three years that we're talking, right? I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, one of the reasons why we've been away is because there haven't been much news on on the horizon. Of course, it's been kind of trickling in. And and fortunately, now we've got a a plethora of news, if you will. Uh, But I mean, like, you know, we can we can kind of expect that this is going to be the way it's going to go over the next several months. Right. I mean, if the you know, I know that there are people that wish that it was 2020. But I think if they're saying it's 2021, then it is likely going to be 2022. That's my prediction. You know, I don't disagree. I think that's I think you're completely spot on because they want to get this right in the worst way. Like, oh, they they've know got to get this what right. it means. Right. And you know what? Mm-hmm. If that means you're going to take till 2025, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Get it right. Exactly. Because nothing's riding on this. It's not like we're all sitting here going, oh, but Ian McKellen's getting older, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like he expressed interest in returning, but you know they're going to go with somebody else besides Ian McKellen, right? You have to. Mm. He's he's just too old anyway. <gasps> How dare you? He is not too old. Ian, if you are listening, I think that you are a very graceful age, one that we respect, appreciate, and would love to have you come on this show. Okay. <laughs> That's fair and true. All those things, you know it's not happening. But, you know, I like where your head's at. However, what I'm saying is that it's those types of roles are a little bit more physically demanding mm. than, you know, maybe what he is going to be capable of by 2020. Well, I mean, yes, but there are ways around that depending on – Okay, just cat just cast the new one. I don't know why it's a, it, some people are their roles, and sometimes the role has to be bigger than the actor. And oh, I for think sure. in this case, Gandalf has to be bigger than the actor. Oh, I don't disagree with that. But I think here, here's the challenge that you run into when you talk about kind of recasting uh, characters: is if you're going to recast Gandalf, well, you know, and, and theoretically, if you've got a returning character from the movies, perhaps in a different point in its timeline, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, you know that that you know that you'll be recasting that character because of the difference in age. You, then you have to kind of recast everybody. You can't just get you know Orlando Bloom to put on the wig. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a new Legolas that that pops up or something of that nature. I completely I, I completely agree with you. But but here's the thing. Here's the trade off. If you do that, then I wonder if you end up losing the ratings boost that comes along with a Legolas popping up on the show. If it's not you know. Uh, beautiful bloom you know i mean like look if they got they got a different bloom you know that that could be amazing like like you leo know, bloom they could they could get <laughs> leopold bloom broadway producer I, I was gonna say like maybe a gold bloom of sorts uh or something of that nature it could be that would uh, also be good <laughs> but but no I, I do wonder though is there a trade-off there because i'm with you recasting these characters if they go that route which again i I hate to kind of you know tip the bean can here but 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 if uh if if we are talking about the potential for characters that we've seen on screen before to come to the small screen if you recast one you need to recast all but i i don't want kind of like oh this person's coming back but we recast this character that sort of thing that i don't i don't i don't dig too much yeah i 
I think you're right. I think if you're going to, you have to clean sweep. You can't, you can't pick and choose. You can't cafeteria pick your cast. It's either going to be all clean and new or send, send some returning cast members yeah. in. I'd rather see somebody new because we don't really know. We still don't really know if this is in the WB um, New Line Cinema version of Lord of the Rings, or if it's or if it's a clean break and it's technically kind of a reboot. We just don't know, right? So yeah. I don't. I if it's I don't like when I most of the time I don't like when actors playing parts become uh like move into a the a different version of the franchise. Yeah, okay. Fair fair point. But I mean all right, so so take a look to at, at some of the stuff that Jennifer said about the series though, right? She said uh and I'm quoting here, it's not a remake of the movies and it's not a whole new thing. It's something in between. Uh, it's not oh, it's Lord of the Rings, but you don't, re- uh, but you don't recognize anything in it. But it's not totally unfamiliar e- uh, to you either. So it's kind of this combination of the two, right? So, so basically, what they're saying is they want to bring the spirit of the movies. This is what I'm interpreting from this. They want to bring the spirit of the movies while also making it their own, but at the same time, not having it not be what you recognize. So, so that to me feels like the production design is going to be similar but the but the actors are not going to be sure well i mean how do you think that impacts continuity well i'm i mean i don't i think that because the show we don't still really know what the show's about yet there are strong rumors you know with sources and stuff but i don't the lord of the rings is the lord of the rings right they're not i don't uh... think changing i don't think that they are changing the core concept of the ring goes from the shire to mordor ploop the end all right all right that's that's a good point but andrew i mean like Mm -hmm. like not wrong here right i mean the the movies have taken some liberties with the source material so oh sure yeah absolutely just the fact that you know lord of the rings is lord of the rings i mean you know there's there's every reason to believe that theoretically there could be a separate continuity yes um, I mean, I think it could theoretically be possible, and it, we, there might be a sort of like soft version of a different continuity, and that there'll be either nods or like connections to the film continuity. But again, we don't know when precisely this is going to be taking place in terms of the main plot of the TV series. If it's early enough before. Um, the film series, it really shouldn't matter all that much. I mean, they managed in the films that most people don't want to speak about to recast Bilbo because he's supposed to be younger and a great many other people are there all, you know, they pop in and out. Of course, Gandalf's there, but that's, again, he was supposed to be and he wasn't that much younger, but um, at least in terms of the yeah. life of him. And so that 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 I thought was an interesting direction for them to go with that. And I think for this, it's much more likely that it'll be a completely new cast um, mm. with more of the production design, as um, as you were saying, the production design being strongly um, referencing the films because th- that is, I think, as much as the actors themselves, uh, what people associate with The Lord of the Rings is the sort of iconic look of it. 
um, the very, you know, cinematic New Zealand look of, um, of the films. Um, and that's if, if they even film in New Zealand, because that's not confirmed either. They're hoping to film there, they said. Yes. But that's all I'm they sure New that's Zealand. All we know. New Zealand's also they hoping. There too. <laughs> By yeah, the way, sure. New, Ze- New Zealand Tourism Board, we know that you're listening. And yes, you can sponsor this show. Uh, send all of your money to uh, 121. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Please feel free sorry, to invite you, us to New Zealand. We'd we'll love the, to do could a you show. Say those numbers again, Bo. Sorry, I was busy <laughs> writing them down. Oh no, it's public. One two one North State Street here, Jackson, Mississippi. That's the, that's the studio that I broadcast out of. So just send all the money right here. Oh, so okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, as long as you parlay that out a little bit, that's okay. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the key thing in my phrasing was um, the same style as that cinematic new zealand like you know whether or not they actually film there hopefully they do that would be fantastic for everyone involved i think but um as long as they manage to capture that same sort of scope um in some way or another um and that same sort of feel um i mean you think of iconic places like um rivendell for example which Mm. if rumors are true we'll hopefully be seeing quite a bit of um I would, you know, you'd have a style in mind when you think of Rivendell. And a lot of that for many people is um, very much dictated by the films. Um, that's well, the not even, idea that I'm sorry to it. interrupt, but not even just by the films, because those looks are dictated by Alan Lee's paintings. For sure, yes. So, so it's not even just what does the film look like. This is kind of like, this is what the official art of middle earth is this is what it looks like this is the look and i think it would be a little foolish to to kind of i don't to do something so wild and different that it doesn't feel like the place you need it to that's almost like that's almost in some ways going back going into harry potter even though it's a um the film series that the castle or hogwarts in films one and two feels vastly different even the wizarding world itself feels vastly different in the first two films as it does in Mm -hmm. the rest of the films like they they just don't feel like the same place and i think that we that could that's a i know that's a big turnoff for fans of that franchise and i think that we could also see that turnoff with people tuning in to watch lord of the rings on Amazon, because they're not just hoping for, you know, the everybody who loves Lord of the Rings or just the films or just the books, or whatever. They're also hoping for the Game of Thrones crowd, and they're That's right, also yeah. hope, you know, they're also hoping for the next viewer who is like, oh, you know what, I was too late for Game of Thrones, but let me try this. Or, or, or Game of Thrones might be too HBO, you know, like like there's a mm-hmm. there's a wider audience that you can get. With the world of Tolkien. And, you know, you make a really good comparison there. I, I can't believe that Harry Potter's coming up so much. Maybe it's because we're so close to Halloween. Yeah. Uh, but, but with kind of the comparison of the, the tonal style, but it's not just about the movies, it's about the books. I mean, Tim, how, how, how is Amazon looking at this from the relationship with, say, like the Tolkien estate? Like, are they, are they wanting to kind of, you know, is this, is this a clash that's happening or, or what is the relationship there? Well, they say it's a partnership. Um, um, Jennifer Salk says it's a partnership where they she direct quote they have some lines in the play on this one strategy and 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 on vision the great news about is they're actually really thoughtful and smart as you would expect so 
but the Tolkien estate, don't forget, like, not everybody in the Tolkien estate loved the films. There it is. Exactly. So, I don't know. Because then we could look at the showrunners, right? Because then there's J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay who are writing and showrunning this Lord of the Rings original series. And they say, quote, The rich world that J.R.R. Tolkien created is filled with majesty and heart, wisdom and complexity. We are absolutely thrilled to be partnering with Amazon to bring it to life anew. We feel like Frodo setting out from the Shire with a great responsibility in our care. It is the beginning of the adventure of a lifetime. They're very mum on what this series is. They're very mum about what this series is going to be. Hmm. And, and and even like what they, not even just what this series is going to be, but with the direction that they're taking. Maybe they don't even, I mean, it's very... It's too early in the process. They, they probably yeah. do have some working concepts, but when you've got such a long time before you actually, you know, put put pen to paper or, or rather put, uh, you know, uh, actors on the ground, like to, to some extent, the concepts they have right now will go through reiteration. They'll go through new creative processes. New concepts will be added. You'll have studio and studio uh, uh, meddling, be it for good or ill. Regardless, whatever their ideas are now, which surely they have may be vastly different from the final product. So I can understand why they'd want to keep things a little bit more close to the chest. Sure. Yeah. I, like we said, this is two, three years out. Exactly. So w- w- don't play your hand. You know, like there was a big joke going around, I think, yesterday yesterday that Marvel, Marvel years ago, Marvel <laughs> Studios um, announced the Inhumans movie, and it was supposed to come out on November 2nd, you know, 2018. And like, and here we are. Man, that Thanos you know, snap though. That it, Thanos yeah, snap, man. It took out some, took out some films, entire even, franchises, not even, not even <laughs> just characters. So, don't say, don't announce everything because it's just it. It's to build the hype in the moment, but then you know what? There'll be hype again when that first trailer comes out. That's or right. that Entertainment Weekly article gets announced, and, you know, gets shown, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is what it's about. So they have plenty of time before they need to change their mind. Too much editing to do before we get some answers. On on top of that, though, the OneRing.net reports from multiple inside sources, they say, that the they say the opening season of the show is going to be focused on a young Aragorn. You know, he was technically 87 uh, when the Fellowship of the Ring begins because he's a Dunedain, so he ages a little slowly, you know, because he's cool like that. <laughs> so, but I think it's interesting. It's not that it, their, their sources say it's not the the show is going to be young Aragorn. It's that the first season is going to be young Aragorn. Interesting. So I'm curious. I wonder if it's where they say it's familiar yet not familiar. I wonder if instead of telling this story through like the broad scope of every character, I wonder if it's just going to be Aragorn's point of view and we start with young Aragorn and then we kind of move up Aragorn's life as opposed to the whole show being about young Aragorn. 
Okay, you could also flip that as well and see it more as like every single season takes a different character. So the first season might be Aragorn. The second season might be like a young Legolas. Third season, a young Gimli or something of that nature. Like it that's could very possible, very possible interweaving there. Now, there's obviously, I mean, you're essentially creating three or four different shows from that standpoint because there's just, you know, obviously Legolas has a pre-existing relationship with Strider, but Gimli not so much. So he probably would not be playing into the picture. But there's a couple sure. of those characters that you could kind of, you know, take them on their own little. Like they're all on their own side quests that might play into obviously them all coming together at the very end. Sure. Well, be, before we jump into that, you're kind of, let's let's a beautiful segue. So let's move out of our news of the Riddermark section and jump right into the main section, the Council of Elrond. Boom! Series pitch time. Me, I'm going to pitch it, even though we were kind of talking about it already. Um, Andrew, last episode, last full episode, Andrew pitched the thousand years ago Lord of the Rings, you know, world series of. The Silmarillion, basically, right? You know, mm-hmm. like let's let's pull that apart. Let's see what happens. So now, based off of this potential young Aragorn series, this is kind of what I was thinking. So hear me out. Hear my pitch. So I'm going to break this down into seasons. Let's say it's not just as I was saying, it's not just young Aragorn because, but I, I like the idea that maybe. Every season's a different character, but then that means you're introducing a whole new cast every season, and that's not really great television. That's more of an anthology series, and that's probably not what people are tuning in for, Mm -hmm. right? And so something like I don't want to watch one season where – it's what that that's almost like what the heroes formula was supposed to be where they were like every season will be new I heroes thought, yeah, yeah and then they, and and then they were like actually no it won't be <laughs> yeah hard fail hard, <laughs> but exactly. wait everyone likes heroes so much let's follow him around right exactly let's just keep these characters popular let's just keep these characters that that i think that's a recipe for disasters so let so if you were to take it from and let's assume that it is in the lord of the rings film a verse, okay, the the Peter Jackson version. Let's take it this way. So season one, let's take it as Aragorn learns his heritage. Right his his dad his dad dies when he's like two years old. Right, and so and he's raised in he's raised in Rivendell, and and Elrond is like, hey, your name sound actually. Uh, um, your name's actually uh, Aragorn, and um, you know you're going to be king and so forth and such. And he's like, "Nah, man, don't like that." But I like your daughter, and Ar- and he's like, "Yeah, man, you can't be with her for reasons until you know you're old enough and stuff." So that young Aragorn season season one, he his real identity gets revealed to him when he's twenty, which to me is like you can't. That's perfect, young Aragorn, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can get, let's say you get a 20 to 25-year-old actor to play that part. You've got him around for 10 years. Yeah, that's good. Right? So that's your, that's kind of your season one. And so he's going to, so he's going to leave Rivendell and and he's going to, you know, he's going to take his proper role as the 16th chief of the Dunedain. 
be part of the Rangers of the North, and we see all of that stuff. He's going to meet Gandalf in the first season. They're going to be like, buddy, buddy, you know, and they're going to go on some little adventures, and Gandalf is like, hey, Dunedain, would you mind guarding this place called the Shire? Because I like me some hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... And that's where he's going to get the name Strider. And that's it's all that like little Easter egg stuff where the audience is going to go, ooh, that's how he got his name. You know, it's one of those things. You <laughs> know people love that stuff. Everyone <laughs> loved it in Solo. Strider <laughs> Solo. Yeah, that's, ooh, that's how he got his last name. It's Bureaucracy. Like, ooh. It feels like, well, Star Wars. There's <laughs> a long history of bureaucracy in those movies. Yep, I liked Solo. Them. I just want to. I just want to put this out there. I liked Solo. I liked it too. It oh, was. Oh, I fun. liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. I wasn't expecting anything from it. Nah, man. It was. It. I. I. I wanted to be entertained. It entertained me. That's all I was looking for. <laughs> That's all I need Star Wars to do. Entertain <laughs> me. It's just That's supposed it. to be fun. <laughs> right. It's just fun. Just like Lord of the Rings season two. He's got his name Strider. He's part of the Dunedain. He and Arwen are like, mm, hey, but they're not like, hey, what's up? We've been together for a <laughs> while now. So there's still some tension, you know, because you got to keep the audience guessing whether they're going to be together or not, even though they're definitely going to be together. As long as they pull it off well, because it could definitely be like that. Uh, these characters are supposed to be together. You're supposed to root for them. And they have zero chemistry or something <laughs> like that. That always fails. So. Then in season two, you can do kind of the many adventures of Aragorn. You know, he he served in the army of King uh, Thingol of Rohan. Um, he and um, and he did some stuff for the Stuart Ecthelion the Second of Gondor. You know, like all that kind of stuff, like all those tasks that would help him become Aragorn, almost like that Batman Begins style. Like I gotta train to you know be the Aragorn that I know. You know, I'll learn how to throw I'll learn how to throw a torch and make it stick into something this season. You know, that'll come in useful later, probably. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. All oh, that. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 you know, all that. That's how he got his stuff. backhand. Yeah, I, I got you. So but, you know, with those, you know, serving in the armies of Rohan and Gondor, we get to see those places. Right. And so that's, again, that thing like, ah, familiar, the setting. I love, you know, I love seeing the White City or, man, I just love horses. You know, like whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. That's all there is to Rohan, just the horses. <laughs> I mean, but there, it, that's it, though. It, it like is that, like it is like 98% of it, yeah. <laughs> that, that is, that's their whole deal. That's their, you know, what would, you, what would you put on the column? How about some horses? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, we need weapons. How do we uh, forge our weapons? What's going to be on our weapons? Uh, we, we could do horses. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, this yeah. is a new quilt. I'm quilting. Uh, what's it got on it? Uh, you know, I was thinking maybe I might mix it up uh, this time. Maybe uh, maybe a horse. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe some horses. I love, it. I, I love horses. Love it. Hashtag Go with fund it. it. Yeah, tradition. <laughs> love it. So, so we have all of that kind of going on, but then. You know, but then we also have this stuff, but then we still have some, you know, Arwen, you know, some Arwen romance going on. And this is the season where she's going to be like, you know what? I do love you. I'm going to renounce my immortality and accept, you know, accept my death. And then Elrond's going to be like, that's fine. But then you, but you have to be king of Arnor and Gondor and unite everybody together or else you can't marry my daughter, which oh, then snap. gives him, which then gives them kind, it gives Aragorn more like of a 
like a personal choice in the matter. You know what I mean? Like, do I be king of all the people so I can marry the woman I love? You know, it's classic soap opera. <laughs> classic. So, and then season three, let's head over to Moria, you know, because that place is cool. Potentially we see some Gimli. Who's to say, or maybe some Balin or Dwalin or, you know, mm. anybody that's like hanging out over there because it's still kind of up and running. And I mean, actually, potentially in season two, you could definitely throw in some uh, you could definitely throw in some Legolas if you wanted to, because it's that, uh, you know, end of the Hobbit. Like you have to go meet a ranger in the north. I'm not going to tell you his <laughs> name, but, you know, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. Also, in the second season, if you've got him running around um, Rohan and Gondor, especially Rohan, you can have um, – I mean, this, the general timeline we're talking about, you could have, in theory, a young Theoden showing up. I don't know how much they want to play around with what's in the lore involved, but um, there's room, I think, for – because he would have been young at the time, but he would have been around, in theory. Um, Probably just, raising horses. Yeah, you know, that's what they do. They yeah. carve things to look like horses. They fight with swords shaped like horses, and yeah. they ride horses. It's Hor- horses, horses are to Rohan what naked dudes are to ancient Rome. Yes. Yeah, yes. sure. I'll go with that. Yes. Good. <laughs> or Greece. Either one. Yeah, both. both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both is good. Both is good. So season three, Tolkien writes that Aragorn went to Moria and he doesn't actually really write about what happened there or it just kind of like he went and left so it's almost like you have like a blank slate season where you can fill in the gaps you can show us some dwarves because we in these first two seasons we haven't really seen much of the dwarves and so we should be maybe looking at maybe we should be looking at that stuff so you're basically Mm -hmm. almost like Aragorn in all these seasons, it's it's really like Aragorn travels Middle-earth and goes on a wacky series of adventures. But because of that, we get to see all of Middle-earth because he's because he's a ranger, because he he strides. He's got really long legs, you know, whatever that case is. So we get to see some dwarf favorites again, you know, characters we have not seen for a little while. Maybe some even Hobbit characters. Maybe we get to see the fall of Moria again, but maybe not with Aragorn there. Like, we spend some time with the dwarves, so we get attached to them that season, and then the end of the season is, like, the goblin orc, like, you know, massacre of the Mines of Moria. That could be cool. Yeah. Yep, all right. And then season four, taken directly out of the Fellowship of the Ring, I think that season four you could do the hunt for Gollum, right? So Gandalf is like, ooh, I'm suspicious about stuff in the Shire. Remember I told you to watch it? Well, (laughs) Aragorn, I need you to go and search for Gollum. So not only are you getting Gollum in this season, but you you get a lot of – you get tons of – other areas of Middle Earth we hadn't, we maybe won't have seen yet in the show because he captures Gollum in the Dead Marshes near Mordor, and he brings them to Mirkwood. So we get some Thandruel and some Legolas, probably right. And mm-hmm. you know that's where he gets questioned and all that stuff. So that could potentially be a really almost like a stripped down season. Like we have this season three, you have this huge clash in the mines of Moria, and then we get a quiet fourth season. One that is almost introspective because he spends so much time with just him and Gollum. Could be really interesting. 
that's the only season where it like it maybe starts to divert away from what's established in the films because mm. because we uh we he never makes mention of that in the films could be in, you know he could oversight it but there wouldn't have been a a point i mean i think there's actually a natural way that that fits in without any kind of major clash mention. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Gandalf is like like spouting knowledge about like, oh, there was one name they pulled from. How does he know that? He wasn't there. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you actually show that Strider is is you know like uh, you know doing his rogue thing and uh, and hearing all that, and he's able to relay that to Gandalf, it actually answers questions from uh, from the original from the original. That's movie. a that's an excellent po- that's an excellent point. Plus, Gollum never interacts with the Fellowship. He never actually interacts with right. Aragorn in the three mm-hmm. films at all. So there is almost no need for him to say anything about it. Why would he? Aragorn's that guy. I'm not going to say words unless I need to say them. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything about it. It's not important. So it could work. You're right. Thanks for backing me up. And then I think between season four and five is the Lord of the Rings. You just pop in the movies Ooh. and you watch them, okay? Ooh. I do love this idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I do I do like the idea of um the show being able to fill in those gaps and I think it would be great if it could work in a way that you could just pop the films right in between I, I you know, in this case 4 and 5 uh and just just go and then continue afterwards. Mhm. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So you get, you know, so you watch one through four, you watch the films and then season five, you come back for after the War of the Ring and you get a season because, you know, Amazon said we got five seasons of this. So season five, you get Aragorn as king and then you get a a more political Aragorn, one that's so maybe vastly different than any other season that we've watched before. It almost feels like a reinvention of the show and that, you know, you could, I guess, technically continue that on if you want to. And then, but uh, eventually Aragorn is going, you know, he's going to pass away of old age. The, his son is going to inherit the throne, uh, second king of the reunited kingdom. And Arwen is going to die soon after of a broken heart, a la Padme. So, oh, you, you never know, want to go full Padme. You never want to go, go, go full Padme. Science has proven you can die of a broken heart, which is very sad. Yeah, very, but the internet sad. has proven they do not like that idea. Yes, the <laughs> internet has proven that that science is stupid. Uh, <laughs> so that's good. But then, so then you kind of end on a melancholy season, the season five after War of the Ring. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't say have, you know, stops over from Gimli and Legolas. Maybe because we know that technically everybody goes to the gray havens at the end of their life except for aragorn he's the only one that stays behind to to rule you know the reunited kingdom so you could have like merry and pippin and sam and his family be like oh we're old now we're just stopping in to say hello before we go to the gray havens <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't actually Merry and Pippin, they spent some of their latter years in in Gondor as advisors to Aragorn. Yeah, Gondor and Rohan, respectively. The the two of them were over there a lot. What were they doing in Rohan? Riding Um, horses. Riding horses. Yeah, that's what you do. (laughs) There's mead, I'm sure, involved as well. Mead made of horses? Made for yes, <laughs> that doesn't sound particularly appetizing. Would you care for some of my horsehair mead? Hmm? Mm. 
What's that you got on the mug? Carving of a horse. (laughs) Yeah. Eowyn, you need to stop cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so that's my that's my. It it comes in pints. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. good. Fine. I I don't need more. I'm fine. Thank you. So that is my that is my full series pitch for what is so we technically start as a young Aragorn in the first season, but he doesn't stay young. He he ages he ages up as the series goes. And so it's not all the adventures of young Aragorn, it's some of young Aragorn and it's really his the life of Aragorn instead. I love it. I even love like I'm I'm seeing like the last episode of the fourth season. Uh, like the very last moments are him taking his seat in that booth and packing his pipe, while overhearing the hobbits entering into the pub, and just yeah. kind of you know like like just kind of this big kind of grandiose moment of like this is it. This is the definitive handoff right here. Right. It is the. It is that. Like, okay, I don't know why I keep going back to Star Wars, but well, I know why because Star Wars is great. It's but great. That it's that Rogue One. Princess Leia handoff. Yes. Princess, here are the yes. plans. And yes, she's yes, like, yes, yes. now we have a new hope turns to camera and winks the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! You put the, it, she puts on the shades. <laughs> <laughs> Just air guitars out of the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I really love this entire pitch, um, Tim, and I really think that you've missed your calling as a executive coming up with these sorts of things oh um, i know i actually know that i've missed my i've definitely missed my calling because i love this and i can <laughs> I no can do man this your students are very glad home. your students the, are very glad that you've made the wrong decisions in life because you have been helping them <laughs> and educating them i help them make their own pitches for go. their research essays yes very good yes it's the, the not one the same, thing but go ahead sorry yes. to cut you off the nope. the one thing that I think is key that needs to happen is we need to get Aragorn singing in at least like five episodes per season. Obviously. <laughs> he needs to songs, always be the singing. Merrier. Absolutely. The more songs, the merrier, obviously. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the musical. Well, there has I mean, to be a musical episode where Gandalf is like, oh, no, my magic's not working correctly. Then he makes all of Middle-earth singing you know they he makes all middle words sing for an episode obviously episode guest directed by joss whedon <laughs> i mean look if they wanted to do this full-on like the right way then the spell would have to be that the, the the middle earth stopped singing because they're supposed to be singing all the time like that was one thing when we saw the the trailer for the first hobbit movie i was like they're singing they're singing they're actually doing the singing it's actually happening and, but some people don't like that some people did not like dwarven singing and to those people, I say, you're probably not listening to this podcast. There's something terribly <laughs> so wrong. Tr- that's so true, because the dwarf singing is easily some of the best parts of The Hobbit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Misty Mountain, the um, um, Misty Mountain's Cold, or um, I can't remember the name of the song, but I think it's just Misty Mountain's. But either way, one of the best parts of the movie. And by the knife from the forks. Oh, what a great... Man, I'm happy. I watched that over and over and over and over again. Me too. And I'm not a huge fan overall for that trilogy or even just the approach of making it a trilogy. But that that first episode and, like, everything that happens in the Shire, man, I will watch that over and over (laughs) and over again. Same. Here's my defense of the Hobbit trilogy. I, I agree that it's potentially a little too meandering because you could. It's bloated. 
it's very bloated. However, that means I got nine more hours to spend in Middle Earth as mm-hmm. opposed to two or three. You know, like so to me, I got to spend a whole extra hour plus in the Shire with dwarves singing, which wouldn't happen if they it wasn't as bloated. Oh, yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, like, that's the thing. To be in the universe, that's what I wanted. When I sat down with a big, stupid grin on my face, all I wanted was just to be in the universe of Tolkien, in kind of Peter Jackson's vision of what that that looks like. I wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I will say this. When those movies get it right, they seriously get it right. I would say they even get it right in ways that the original Lord of the Rings trilogy didn't quite achieve. Um, But there is a lot of bloat in there that, that, you know... I, I I don't need to see like the the, the problem. Well, you know, it, that, maybe we should save that for another episode. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to delve yes. into that. Sure, we can we can do that another time. But so let's move on because Bo, you have a series pitch as well, do you not? Oh snap! Are we doing these both in the same episode? Oh, we don't have we don't have to, my friend. We, we got a forty minute runtime right now, so I mean, it's 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 oh, the. Then why don't we wrap here and then save ourselves and do another episode a little bit later on? How about that? Do we it's like okay. that? Is that okay? Yes, more episodes always. Wonderful. So, does anybody have any other business, party business, that uh, needs to be attended to? <laughs> because we can't admit you unless it's party business. Oh, I definitely have some party business. And given the fact that you know you've already kind of mentioned that we're uh, releasing this episode, or, or rather, recording this episode on the date that we are, I, I, I wanted to make mention of another. Uh, epic date in Lord of the Rings history that has come and gone. And, of course, that's October the 24th when uh, at 10 o'clock uh, Frodo is awoken in the House of Elrond. And it just so happened that on my other podcast, Country Squire Radio, which is about pipes and pipe tobacco, pipe carving, various pipe tobacco blends, that sort of thing, we actually did a special episode on the park pipe archetype of the wizard, the pipe-smoking wizard, which was released exactly at 10 o'clock on the morning of October the 24th, and you can find that at CountrySquireRadio.com. That is awesome. I love That's when a plan comes together. I, That's did, so cool. The great thing is I just had the movie on in the background that like like two days before the episode was to release. And uh, and he mentions that I was like, oh wait, that's like that's in two days. Oh wait, that's when we're releasing our wizard episode. This is amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. That's such great. That's great. Well, on that note, then let's. I'm going to do a little bit of wrap up. So you could find us on the internet at Tolkien TV <laughs> at Tolkien TV Talk. You can also head over to ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. To check out all of the Thoughtbubble audio shows, uh, including Tolkien TV Talk, you can, of course, email us at TolkienTVTalk at gmail.com. So, Bo, where can the people find you specifically? You can find me on the Twitters at TheRealBoYork, and I spell my name B-E-A-U, at TheRealBoYork. Wonderful. Andrew, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me on our Tolkien TV Talk Discord server. Just type Tolkien TV Talk into the search and you should be able to find us. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at Mithrandir Risen. Wonderful. And you can find myself uh, over on a lot of other Thoughtbubble audio shows, including Supergirl TV Talk, Beer with Geeks, and Academy Rewind. You can find me personally on Twitter at TimothyPG13. So... Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on this 
lovely and daring episode. It's so nice to talk to you again. Likewise, brother. Excellent. Indeed. Excellent. So, until next time. Plummer, you fools. <laughs> <laughs>